0: All right, guys, about that time. Chris Brooks here with you. Another edition of the Rebels 247 Podcast. Part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Hope you're having a good morning today here on a Thursday. You know, something dawned on me. I, I messed up yesterday. I messed up. I got some great content for you guys yesterday, but uh, I, I messed up personally a couple of different ways. One way more important than the other, but still, neither were, were great. I'll get into that here in just a minute. Um, what is today? We're now the 18th of August. Season right around the corner. I haven't even looked in to see what the national day is today. Oh, it's fajita day. There you go. Go knock out some Mexican, you'll feel better. It's also ice cream pie day. Does that, I wonder if Dairy Queen counts for that? Those ice cream cakes, is that the same thing? Ice cream pie day? Or is that like pie with ice cream on the top of it? Either way, that's a winner. But the best cake is the DQ cake of all the cakes. The Dairy Queen ice cream cake, it's about as good as it gets. A couple of things here. Um, I have some team notes for you. Just I had a chance to catch up with a few people. I actually had a chance to have, have dinner with a, a few friends last night. And um and you know in the middle of doing that catch up on some information, but a, a couple of things here. For one, yes, I know the punter is not Harry Webster, although from now on I probably will refer to Charlie Pollock as Harry. Probably I can't think of any other Harrys in Ole Miss history other than Harry Harrison, who had a, a great career back in his day, and now of course doing a great job on the radio. Um, for Ole Miss, I can't think of another Harry, and uh, yeah, I can't believe that got in the podcast yesterday. I'm recording the show yesterday. I'm reading a Nevada story because it had all of the information handy on on Charlie Pollock when they brought him in over there, and and anyway, they had done a an updated story, and uh, in the middle of that story, they're bringing in at Nevada an Aussie punter, his name's Harry Webster, so I'm. You know, talking and I'm reading the story and uh, I'm reading it and I see Harry Webster and I say the name and I'm thinking the whole time like the kid's name's not Harry Webster so anyway long story short my brain being what it is I forgot about it finished the show I'm like I bet I got the wrong name I go back sure enough caught it thought I'd replace the name and and put out a different pod but I guess I didn't so yeah, for those of you who caught that yesterday, I know the punter's not Harry Webster, but if look, I probably will call him Harry from now on. You guys will, you'll know who I'm talking about when I talk about Harry. But I do hope that kid goes out there and does a great job pulling for him, Charlie Pollock. Um, the second thing here, I did a podcast yesterday. I probably should have used some of that time for personal news. Uh, it was my 20th anniversary yesterday, and uh, that's a big day. My wife is pretty awesome. For those of you, if you're in this area and and you know my wife Jennifer, like I'm, I'm blessed. I'm married way over my head, way over my head. She's pretty awesome. And anyway, we've had 20 great years. Three boys now. One going to Jones to pitch. Two boys still playing at Northwest Rankin in high school. um, Camo's in ninth grade on the ninth grade team. But 20th anniversary. I should have mentioned it. Especially the fact that like I went to dinner last night. And uh, it was not with my wife. It was with several Ole Miss buddies and some really close friends of mine. And, you know, I'm catching up on a lot of stuff that's going on in Oxford. And and look, I'm I'm telling you that because I did that for you. I sacrificed my 20th anniversary to go out with a, a couple of friends and kind of pick their brain on, on a few topics and what's going on in practice and some of that kind of stuff. So, um, hey, you're welcome. I did that for you all. But I had actually already had the anniversary dinner with Jennifer and my in-laws and my brother-in-law and his wife uh, last week at at Ely's here in Jackson. And uh, we'll go out and eat tonight, taking our boys. And that's kind of our personal anniversary dinner. Connor goes to Jones tomorrow. And I'll wrap this up so we can get to some old Miss stuff. So we'll go to Gibbs Steakhouse, for those of you familiar with that place. I've had a good week in eating. Ely's, um, Tico's last night knocked that out. And then headed to Gibbs to um to eat some food with with our boys. She wants to take everybody since Connor's leaving. But anyway, yeah, I should have done that yesterday. Happy anniversary, Jennifer. Uh, love you. That doesn't have the same feel the day after, does it? Yeah, that didn't work. All right, a few things here, team related stuff. I it, this is going to be uh, this is going to cover some of the same stuff I've covered the last couple of weeks, you know as practice goes on, it becomes clearer and clearer who the guys are going to be and there will be some changes once you get into games because game time is always different than practice time. And some of these guys there's a thing to being a gamer. Uh, that's that's a real thing. so they'll there will be some changes, but by and large you're finding out now what a lot of these guys can do. and just a few of the names that that I'm hearing, Come out of practice, uh, players that I think will have the big years. The running back room again is going to be stout. I think Zach Evans is he has impressed everybody. There's a reason he hasn't had a ton of carries, even though he's a newcomer. It was not hard to figure out that kid's a different cat, and they've been careful with him, get him to the season. You you know how that goes. So. I'm anxious to see him play. I think Ulysses Bentley is is going to back him up. For one, he's a complete change of pace kind of a guy. They can do different things with him. And very much so with those two guys, you could see a similar dynamic that we had last year with Snoop Connor and Jarius Ely. A lot of similarities there. And uh, that's not to say Quinshawn Judkins won't get snaps because I do think he will. He's young, though. We have really hyped him up, and I think for good reason, but he's young. A lot of excitement with him, but the room is good. And i tell you what, Kentrell Bullock is – I mean, he's he's stuck. (laughs) I mean, he's stuck. But that kid is very talented. A lot of years, he would have been our guy. Uh, But hearing that out of that room, uh, I think Malik Heath is going to surprise some people. And I mentioned to you maybe a couple of weeks ago, like this is it for Malik. And, you know, once you get nearer the end, not only is is your college about over, but the NFL, it's right there. It's right there. And you can kind of start to see the finish line. And plus he's older and more mature and all that stuff. It comes into play. But you can kind of start smelling the NFL, for lack of a better way of saying this. And uh, I know that kid came in in incredible shape. And I think he's been really good at practice. And uh, I won't be surprised if he has a big year this year. And what that is in terms of numbers, don't know. I just think he's prepared for a really good year. Um, I think Jonathan Mingo is in a similar place to have a big year, and is healthy now. You know, knock on wood that that stays. You know, I hope Jonathan has a great year. Uh, but I've heard a lot of those two guys, and then all the newcomers—they just have to get healthy. You know, whether it's Jalen Robinson coming back to be healthy, the tight end, Michael Trigg, you know, he missed a little bit, but I think he's good to go. Um, There may have been a couple others in there that kind of had some nagging stuff, but, but I think they're in good shape there. Same stuff on the offensive line. Like, and I know we've, we've mentioned this before, but there will be a little bit of shuffling there. I think you'll see Mason Brooks stay where he is. I think he'd he'd like to, I think they like to, no matter what they're doing shuffling, I think you can almost pencil it in. Um, you're still working on some stuff with uh, the interior, with your center position. And I don't think all of that is just 100% done, but th- there's a good feeling of what they're doing up front. That's going to be solid. Offensively, this team is going to put up points. And I think when they try it out there, you're going to see Jackson Dart under center. Um, you can also hear some of that rumblings with players because some guys come in and you know they have big talent, big arm. Jackson's things is decisions. He has to make good decisions. Be uh, be smart with the football. Those kind of things because guys can have, especially that position, they can have so much talent. They're trying to do too many things, especially in the situation when they're new. A newcomer comes in and you want to impress. Hey, I can make that throw. You know, when maybe it's not necessary some of those things, but but his talent is obvious to I think everybody that's watching. That's not to say the other two aren't talented also, because I do think they're very fortunate with what they have in that quarterback room. Uh, They could win. I I honestly believe they could win games with all three, maybe different win totals, but they could have solid seasons, go to a bowl game and do that. I I believe they could do that with three guys, but I think you're going to see Jackson Dart out there when when things get started. And then defensively, I didn't go into a, a ton of, of notes and detail over there, it's honestly, it's a lot of the same, you know, the stuff that you've been hearing. You know, I do think that they're still working out a few things at linebacker. You know, if there's one guy on that defense as a fan that you should be paying attention to and maybe crossing your fingers over that you hope stays healthy, uh, that would be Austin Keys, And, you know, he hasn't done a ton since he's been at Ole Miss. Had a few injuries. Um, he's dealt with some of that, went to seminary high school. You know, I can, I can remember him. There was a, was basically a, a tackle machine in in high school was a, a kind of a middle three star, four star, maybe on one of the, of the different networks Um, as a prospect, but he's a bigger guy, you know, physically he is just a bigger linebacker. Almost lists him at 6'2", 245. So he he is the only person in that room, you know, that has that true middle linebacker Mike look to him. Uh, it's been the injuries and just nagging stuff here that has probably slowed him a little bit. If he stays healthy, he has a chance to have a big year. Look, and I had heard this last year that, hey, let me tell you, you know, in the midst of a season when you're winning, And maybe a coach just kind of gives you a nugget, like, look, he's not playing this year, but uh, this kid here, Austin Keys, he's going to do something one day, like really like what he's doing. So it's not that it came out of nowhere, but if he's healthy, he's going to be trying to think how to phrase it. He's not the most important part of that defense because there's going to be some guys up front and in the back who have monster years. But as far as being solid overall defensively, he is a very big piece. So kind of cross your fingers that that he stays healthy and is able to you know, be 100%. And then, you know, you guys like Troy Brown that came in, you know, we'll see what happens with him. I think he'll probably be the starter uh, at the other position if they played right now. Uh, but those guys, you know, aren't aren't the big guys. And I'm looking here at the roster now. Troy Brown came in 6'1 220. You know, that's not a, a whole lot bigger than like uh, Otis Reese or Aishem Young. You know, completely different players, but a but a different style of linebacker. A true weak side guy, and probably a little light even for that, but i um, a good tackler. So it's I would think at this point if you're looking at any kind of red flag, that's where you're looking for. But everything else I've heard outside of that position in the secondary at the safety spots cornerback defensive line tackle in like there have been a lot of players as advertised with these transfers but also you know pleasant surprises they knew igbanosum was good and i'm not going to throw the name out there that one of the maybe it's already out there but one of the the coaches had mentioned the first time he saw him like it's a huge name as like hey that guy is he's like this fella when i saw him i don't want to put it on him yet but it was a it was a mega talent kind of a kind of a kid so they thought highly of him but then when he gets there and you've seen some of the video clips of igbanosan coming out of camp like he is going to make plays i want to say difference maker but it's hard to put that on a true freshman coming in but maybe a, a better way of saying it i absolutely could see him making plays you know that contribute to wins this year being that kind of player when he gets his opportunity he can make a few big plays that turn a game or two. Um, So it's a lot of excitement with him, but defensively, I think they're in good shape. All right, I'm looking to see if there's anything else, recruiting-wise. Aiden Williams' announcement's coming up Sunday. I still think that's going to be really good news for Ole Miss. And uh, if you're kind of watching him, his ranking has improved. Let me see what he is now. I know uh, in our 247 Sports composite, I'm going to guess that he has gone up there because I know he went up with another service, and he went up significantly. Yeah, so look, in the, in our rankings, we have him at 228 in the country. In the 247 sports composite, he is now 118 nationally. So in my mind, you're talking about a solid top 100 player in the country and had some questions about him last night. And maybe the best way I would describe Aiden, I would never put DK and AJ on any of these incoming receivers. I'd put him right under them. Somewhere maybe between him, those two guys, and Mingo, I think would be a pretty good comp for an expectation coming in here. And Mingo still has a couple of years left here. He just needs to be healthy. And if he's healthy, I think he'll have a a big last two seasons. But I'd put Aiden somewhere right in the middle of those two, or those three, your DKs and your AJs, and your Mingo. Somewhere, I'd say, right in the middle. He would be a big one. If they're able to grab that commitment this Sunday, uh, you should be excited about it. So hopefully that goes positive for the Rebels and they get good news there. And You kind of go into the season with um, with some some positive news. Caden Lee also out there, still kind of waiting to see when that happens. All right, guys, that's going to do it on a Thursday edition of the show. Always appreciate you guys. Um, look, thoughts and prayers out to Luke Knox, his, his family. Um, that tragic news this morning with his passing, that just, man, it's awful. I hate to see that with young people. It's just awful. Just thinking of, of him and his family and, and his brother, of course, in the NFL. But I appreciate you guys. This is Chris Brooks on the Rebels 247 podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.